Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jingle Bell Rock, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Mailbag. The European Super League football biopics and sin bins are the order of the day. It's Saturday, 23rd of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Rassett. Welcome, one and all, to the mailbag. Bloody good to have you here. We're a step closer to Christmas. And my goodness, can't you feel the mistletoe in the air, Andy? Well, I'm looking forward to Roma versus Napoli tonight, but apparently I'm not allowed to say that on this show. I've been censored. Also, why are you ignoring the mistletoe that Marcus has put above your head? Honestly, I, it's always been a dream of mine, Give so I feel uncomfortable and nervous. Oh, Give yeah. a big kiss. Andy being all kind of European and that, you know, it'd be a Frenchie, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it would. <laughs> no, three on the cheeks. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> well, welcome one and all to the mailbag, of course. A reminder that you ever, if you ever want to get involved in this show that we call the mailbag, you can tweet us on X at Football Ramble, <laughs> message us on Instagram at Football Ramble, and of course, you can email us, show at footballramble.com, where the characters that you have at your disposal are not restricted. No, and you should uh, also remember on top of that that um, messages from our patrons will be um, prioritised. Oh, we love that. They are paying us every month yes. to be a part of this and to mm. support us and patreon.com forward slash football rambles where you can be a part of that, be a friend yeah. of the ramble and have your questions for the mailbag also looked at and probably prioritised by me. Yeah, Is that exactly. why you never answer my questions? Uh, not the only reason. Right. Certainly one of them. Right. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we did say um, on the preview show that do um, get in touch with us. Uh, to see which uh, to, 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 uh, to to suggest which Christmas song you want Luke and I to duet with yeah who's got, been in touch we've got a message from um, Adit Ponelton 
who <laughs> says, uh, well, stop, the, we... stop the Cavalry by Jonah Louie. Oh, Just that yeah. bit of the, the bit, so you're ready. Do it again. You're right, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to get to be Shane McGowan and you're going to be Kirsty McCall, but oh. sadly it wasn't to be. Well, um, maybe at the end of the show we may get some more correspondence yeah, I'm sure, through. I'm sure I'll see you in the drunk tank later. Yeah. Um, first up, this is a, this is a message from, uh, from our friend and, uh, and, and listener Christian. He mm. says, perhaps a controversial question, but would English football as a whole be better off with a European Super League in place. As a fan of a um, struggling Premier League club in the shape of Sheffield United, I'm starting to think it might just be best if the richest clubs have their attention elsewhere and join a competition that might eventually take them out of the pyramid entirely. Am I talking rubbish, Andy? Well, if you were talking rubbish, Christian, I think a lot of people agree with you. This is something I've heard from a lot of fans. I don't know if it's the, the same for, for you two, but a lot of fans say, I've heard anecdotally and have said to me firsthand like just let them get on with it mm. like because mm-hmm. it feels like a different planet we're not talking about this happening when the idea originally came out in the 1980s are we when there was still a sense of cycles and genuine competition now it feels that so many clubs in all european leagues and in the champions league are just completely impregnable Really, it's locked in. Yes, so it it feels as if we're moving more from sport to entertainment, and that is definitely the way that the people who are running the game look at it as well. The, the fact is, this wouldn't have become such a huge discussion. The European Super League is if UEFA hadn't presided over a situation where you have so many domestic leagues that are arguably ruined anyway. Mm. Or, or certainly on the the way to that. So when you when when people talk about the idea, one of the biggest um, issues that fans had around the original European Super League, as it was proposed a few years ago, mm. was this absence of um, promotion and relegation into it. This absence mm. of kind of qualifying for it or dropping out of it. Mm. But what you're effectively saying is, while that's a particularly annoying thing or unpalatable thing for fans in principle. To all intents and purposes, we sort of have that anyway. If you feel it's inaccessible anyway. Well, it kind of is, right? So so yeah. ultimately, I understand in principle why that's annoying and why that shouldn't happen and why that's against the spirit of competition and all the rest of it. But on the other hand, I support Portsmouth. Mm. So like, it's a completely academic opinion. Yeah. Like, it's not something I'm ever going to have to worry about. I mean, I suppose... Yeah, to- but I mean, that's not really a fair comparison, is it? Because it's, it's like saying, you know... Um, I'm I'm a I'm a Rochdale fan. So if they like, if if you'd have said just like, say actually Wimbledon fan, if you yeah, but well that's different because if we're going back thirty years, Wimbledon were actually in the Premier League. Right. So yeah. if you're saying back then, say thirty years ago when football was way different, say I, I, you know I'm a Rochdale fan. I, I don't care if the Premier League doesn't when it creates itself in 1992 doesn't have any promotion because we're never going to get in it in the first place. Mm. You know, it's is unlikely, no, but, but it's still possible. I understand that, but what I'm saying to you is, or what I'm well, I suppose what I'm asking as a follow up question is that people are turned off by the idea of a, a lack of sporting integrity and competition and people being teams being ever present in the in the European Super League. Ultimately, a lot of those teams are going to be <clears throat> in practicality ever present anyway. Because of the because of the way the the money and the culture and everything has shifted mm. over that period of time, which already exists exactly. So yeah. it's, it's actually it's a pretty close shop as it comes anyway. Of course, in theory, mm. Rochdale can climb the leagues with an amazing owner and an amazing manager who sticks around. And they bring all these players through, mm. and they've 
you know, get fourth in the Premier League yeah. and they're in the Champions. Realistically, though, mm-hmm. we're all going to be probably be dead before that's ever possible. I mean, yeah. I think I think the interesting thing here in Christian's question is that the the back half of it where he says, if the richest clubs have their attention elsewhere, join a competition that might eventually take them out of the pyramid entirely. That's the thing that is still being denied. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the one thing that hasn't been consulted, the one group that hasn't been consulted in all of this, and Free Pro keep bringing it up, is the players. Mm. You know, that is, that is the thing. And that is the question of where there's going to be the tipping point. So, like, when... Um, a22 presented this new structure for the Super League, this no, new proposed structure for the, the, the Super League. And as I said on the ramble, it's not about the structure. It's not about the competition. It's the ability to about to be able to organise it yourself and make more of your own money. So mm. it's, it's a bit of a red herring. But if you look at the way that's been presented, and clearly very little thought has been put into it all over again. You know, we're looking at the Champions League this season, you're guaranteed a minimum six games to the group stage. That will be minimum eight games under the new format that starts in 2024. This is talking about 14 games mm. minimum. And so you've got that. You've got the 2025 Club World Cup. And, you know, you've got situations like before at, mm. out in Jeddah at the Club World Cup. You've got Bernardo Silva. Just really tired. Yeah. And you've got, you've got players all over Kieran Europe Trippier. saying that. Kieran Tripp, another one. Looks like he's forgotten how to play football. Oh, don't have a go at Trips. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, but, it, makes, but, it makes me sad too. But, but the thing, so yeah. aside from that, Mark, I was going to ask you, you know, like if we take Christian's question on its face, the idea that rich clubs let them go off and do their thing, yeah. that's arguably the most seismic thing to happen to club football in this country ever. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you think of the years ago, was it in the 50s, the Colombian uh, sort of breakaway league? Yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's massive. It goes without saying that is massive. It would, be, it would be huge. It would rock European football. I think if you take the spirit of the question, you know, it's kind of like, you know, to have a straight run up at this because to try and, as I say, fill in all all the blanks and how the details would look ahead. Because I think you, you've done probably done the best really, yeah. you, you you know one could do on that, Andy. So, you know, thank you for doing that. So well done, I, don't, Andy. I don't have to, yeah. you know, blather my way <laughs> I through that. You were right, actually. <laughs> but but so just just taking it, um, if I may, from the big teams leaving the Premier League. So if I can have, I can look at it on that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there is an issue, as, as you say, well, say if in four or five years time, this is the case, will Aston Villa be one of those sides? You know, there still is a little bit of, um, you know, what you were transience. saying about transience about football. You know, because Tottenham Hotspur were included in it. They you were, know, some yeah. exactly. Were like, well, were, Newcastle United, but they be... So how many teams go from Tottenham England? Hotspur in that position did exactly that Grandpa Simpson meme, didn't they? <laughs> they came in last, <laughs> took their hat off. Yeah, this is great. And then they left <laughs> the away as soon as they saw Bart. So again, like, wh- you know, where does one sit historically? I mean, you know, Manchester United are not pulling up trees, but obviously they are one of the biggest clubs in the world still. So, th- so there's that kind of issue. But interestingly, I, I, I would be interested to hear what other fans from other leagues would say, because in Scotland... You know, having grown up there, there was often talk about Will Rangers and Celtic leave the League, to go yeah. to the Premier League, or there was Super League chat years ago, and a number of fans from other clubs. I remember saying, "Yeah, get rid of them." Yeah, right. Yeah, just, exactly. Because they, they, they exactly. suck all the attention. Totally. Yeah. Because because the, the, that's a close chop in the Premier League. It just it's just not quite the same, and obviously, yes, um, Christian is saying that about the Premier League. So 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 I understand as a Sheffield United fan. He's saying that, and you've used examples of whether it be Portsmouth or you even use Fulham, and, and you know, so on. I, I just think it would be. I don't think it would make the Premier League um, better. I think. Well, I, 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 it's a stupid way of solving a problem. Yeah, it's, it's the way. What, what's actually happening is 
everything is so imbalanced yeah. that fans, you know, I'm sure Christian's not alone in this, mm. of clubs like Sheffield United, which is a big club, which mm-hmm. has done things in the past, mm-hmm. is thinking, get rid of them yeah. so we can actually I mean, to be fair to Christian, he has at the end said, am I talking rubbish? So I don't think it would make the Premier League better because we've seen teams come up recently. And yes, it's usually because of huge money. You think of Chelsea, um, you know, not that long ago, mm. their big money came in. in, in but he's in not saying that it would, it, would it make the Premier League better. No, I'm, no he's, he's saying, would it be best if they went off and did something else? Yeah, I, no, because the the smaller teams, it's kind of we're not getting anywhere with with these bigger sides. But you know, the the, the two clubs you would immediately want to say is is Leicester City, who managed it. I know it was a miracle, mm. but they mm. still did, and that makes that it just incredible. People say that's a once in a lifetime kind of thing, possibly. Um, Aston Villa this season it's been really really interesting I still think there are there's a few cracks there for some teams to try and sort of nip through I think if you removed in in the Premier League if you if, if some of these big teams went off I think all would happen is you'd then just get new money and other teams would start suddenly and, and the imbalance would sort of be but, but that's slightly different because like if you're talking about say Leicester winning the Premier League that's like me talking about Montpellier or Lille winning Ligue 1 it's like you know when you tell your child something 36 times or one time they listen to you. Yeah. You know, there's a bit of your brain that's telling you, oh, they listen to me sometimes. Where normally, if you did something 36 <laughs> times and it happened once, you would think, I'm not going to do that anymore no, because yeah. it's, you know, it's not a reasonable hit but the point It's just is, for your own sanity. You're, but you're trying to turn, but if you were to say, you're right, you lot bugger off and, uh, and Arsenal and Man U and City and all go and do yeah. the Super League thing, you're trying to turn the clock back to the 80s and to lesser extent the early 90s to have that rotation of the power, the balance of power moving around. I'm just not sure it would play out but, like but that. But the, the reality is actually, Marcus, <clears throat> you hit the nail on the head when you talked about Villa. And when you talked about Newcastle and when, to a lesser extent, you, t- you talked about Spurs as well. Because the fact is, I mean, uh, coming away from Christian's question for a second, this isn't a Premier League problem. Mm. This is an other leagues in the world exactly. sort of problem. And actually, yeah. the reason that Real Madrid mm-hmm. and Barcelona want to promote this so badly is not just because... In the case of Barcelona, obviously, they've been very poorly financial managed, managed in mm. recent years. They're scared of the Premier League. That's why they exactly. want to. That's why they want to create this. There's a European dialogue that the Premier League is the problem, mm-hmm. and, and that is that is why this is talked about so much yeah. at the moment. Let, let me just round off by by just giving them my my quick take on on the issue. What Christians are ultimately talking about is a finding a way to re dress the balance of mm-hmm. what's happened in the English football in this country English football yeah. right he's saying get rid of those big clubs you know, it, or even the playing field for the rest of us we can all get on with our lives basically is what yeah, that's a, that's I'm, exactly I'm not, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. assessing whether that's a good or a shit idea or not I think the fact that he's asked the question itself actually in, its, in itself is interesting yeah. the answer to yeah. solve that problem isn't this solution no because this solution essentially undermines mm-hmm. any kind of achievement mm-hmm. that follows it because people are automatically going to say well yeah but I mean yeah. the best clubs aren't here mm. what they need to do and this will never happen but I think it's important that we make this point just to answer the question in full it needs to be a bottom up solution rather than the top down one what needs to happen mm. is they need to get rid of stupid shit and I know they say this every other week on the mailbag but it is really the source of quite a lot of problems. They need to get rid of stupid shit like the E-Triple-P thing. Mm-hmm. They need to give clubs who yeah. aren't as benefit, aren't benefited from Premier League money who aren't massive, quote-unquote massive clubs the ability to do something i.e. really invest in their local community bring players through. Those mm-hmm. players used to, those young players used to not be able to go up to Man City. They used to have to stay where they were. They used, mm-hmm. to, they used to have to stay 90 minutes from their, from their home. Mm-hmm. 
if you can re- find a way of reintroducing that, it's a small thing to do, but it would start to redress the balance because at least those teams could bring a player or two through and you know sell them on for loads of money. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they can reinvest that money. It, it doesn't give them the opportunity to be in the Champions League, but it gives them a chance to be... Um, you know, and control their own destiny, have a bit of self-respect, be self-funded, um, um, be able to not have to limp from owner to owner mm-hmm. to prop them up. Exactly. All that stuff needs to happen. And then ultimately, we'll get a um, a football league, if it, if it was pursued to its natural conclusion, we'd get a football league and a system that would be essentially run on merit. And there would always be bigger clubs. There would always be much more successful clubs. That's fine but there would still be an opportunity for those smaller clubs to actually do something. Mm. And getting rid of the best teams, the most well-funded team, isn't a way of, of redressing the balance. It's a way of undermining the competition. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. yeah you're that's essentially, you're well essentially saying, let's have a little bit of restraint and a little bit of wise thinking on the free market economy. <laughs> <laughs> you need guardrails. Exactly. In place. Indeed you do. Indeed you do. 
beautiful hair, very glamorous to us watching football when we were growing up, oh, yeah. being over in Italy, never, something very unattainable about him. But, but you say Elvis-style biopic. I yeah. mean, there's anyone who's a fan of Father Ted will know. You know, there are the three ages of Elvis. There are not the three ages of Paolo well, Maldini. He's kind of ageless, no, isn't he? No, let me, let me, what I mean by that is, when Elvis gets into trouble and starts going off the rails... Paolo Maldini helps him. Paolo, no, no. no. <laughs> No, Paolo, that's 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 when you start talking about Paolo Maldini's tennis career. Yeah, but he got into tennis. Plot twist. Tell me that's not a plot twist. I admit it's a boring plot twist, but it's not expected. It's still a twist. True, true. It's, it's yeah. Shyamalan is what it is. Yeah, okay. Oh, one you, one minute yeah, you you're watching the, the film and then, and he's dressed in his AC Milan mm. training gear mm. and he waves and he's finished and he's retired and oh, what an amazing career yeah. what an amazing player blah 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 all the rest of it yeah. what's he going to do next oh, he's probably going to get into management bang cut tennis gear tennis I think it'd be brilliant I think I'd watch a, it I think it's an idea I'd even volunteer to play his dad okay yeah, Andy movie, which, which obscure former Wimbledon player of the <laughs> 80s are you going to choose well you know what I think I would go for one of two things I remember a moment when um, Wimbledon were playing Crystal Palace in 1980 1990, it will be just before Palace were in the, the final against Manchester United. Mm. And uh, Wimbledon played them at Plough Lane like maybe three, four days before the final. And there was a huge punch up. And Andy Thorne, who was playing for Palace, who used to play for Wimbledon, of course. Course. Rather than getting involved, well, he's like probably my favourite Wimbledon player ever, but rather than getting involved, he simply sat on one of the shallow advertising hoardings mm -hmm. uh, uh, on, on the side at Plowland. He just laughed. He just sat there laughing mm, mm. as these 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 blokes got stuck in. And Is that I enough would... material for a movie? Yeah, I don't think No, so. I, I think it's, it would kind of be like the Zidane film. I think you'd follow him <laughs> around all day, like figure out what else was going on in the world during uh -huh. that day. Instead of Mogwai, it'd be the Cockney rejects. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I think either that or when Leon opened their new stadium mm. in... January 2016. Mm. Um, Jean-Michel the then president, the famous Leon president, he invited Will I Am to DJ for the for the party. Nice. Obviously, it was shit. Yes. <laughs> but like Jean-Michel Olas was really taken by him, and oh. he like cultivated this kind of weird friendship yeah. with Will I Am. So I would like to see a sort of like buddy sort of road movie well, between trays and automobiles yeah between like Jean-Michel Olas and Will I Am there you go mm. I which idea sorry which idea of those did you prefer <laughs> which of those two did you like you're the commissioning editor here um, what are you commissioning the first one <laughs> <laughs> just please leave my office yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to take a selection and I want you boys input here of the of the best headers of the football yeah in, in you, you can think of so Could you, you, before you get into this yeah uh, here's one for you. Taken four. Oh, come on, yeah, this is my idea. <laughs> but it's Derek Adams. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, I don't know how that would work out. But yeah. Taken division four. Yeah. Just, just beat a bill. Yeah. So poor. So poor. <laughs> or ransom. Yeah. With, uh, the Mel yeah. Gibson one. Yeah. Give me back my football. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my playing style. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, so I think the best. So I don't know. Celez. Yeah. Alan Shearer. Christian Vieri. Oliver Bierhoff has suddenly leapt to mind. Don't okay. ignore Vieri. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah. More the merrier. Yeah. And, well, there's uh, a cricket element to it, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. No, Vish isn't here. <laughs> and, um, and, and they would, 
it would be not Mogwai. I was just inspired yeah. by Andy's idea there. We're walking in the air. Nice. And they would, yeah. as, they, as they leapt, you would hear that. And it would be sort of a whole of a, film of that, yeah? Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that song's two, about two minutes long. Yeah, so. but oh, I loop it. It films are what, two hours, 45 yeah. minutes these days? Yeah. You get okay. loads of footage. So we're looping that 45 times to get an hour and a half. Either that or a biopic on, on Barry Fry. Second one. Oh yeah, definitely into that. <laughs> do you both do you both run? Salt and a fat bastard in the blue blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Take him with Barry Fry. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Is he the baddie or the goodie? Yeah, he does both. <laughs> Plays twins. He, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. He's a bit of a budget uh, Harry Redknapp. Yeah. But if if one can imagine such a thing. <laughs> Imagine Harry Redknapp, right? Yeah, but worse, impossible. <laughs> but, but more genuine, I would say. Yeah, yeah. In, in his in his ways, um, yeah. I just love to to find out more because there's so many stories. Well, there about is a, there is a TV series effectively about Barry Fry, isn't there? I know, but I'd little called bit more. Ron Manjo. It basically starts off being about Ron Atkinson going to Peterborough United to to save the club from being terrible. It really becomes about Steve Bleo Bleasdale, the manager mm-hmm. who's managing them at the time out of his depth and really undermined by Big Ron. But ultimately, Barry Fry plays basically the Daniel Day-Lewis type character, where every time he's not on screen, you can't yeah. wait for him to come back, shouting and swearing yeah. and being annoyed. We should probably explain who Barry Fry is to some people. Don't bother. Nah. I think they should go on that journey themselves. You should know. I agree. You should yeah. know who Barry Fry is. I hope is. that answers your question anyway, Joe Gent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now then, gentlemen, Christopher has emailed us, and he said, on the recent subject of sin bins being introduced in football, for anyone possibly on the fence about them, can I offer up the following? A couple of years ago, my local rugby club, Munster, teamed up with a local waste disposal company to come up with a sponsored sin bin. The company is called Mr Bin Man, and they sponsored a massive yellow chair for the players to sit on during their brief timeout. <laughs> Think of the potential. Just to clarify, Munster are not a small amateur side. They are two-time European champions and current URC champions. And for me, this is still up there with their best achievements. <laughs> it's great stuff, that. It, everything these days in sport is a sponsorship opportunity. I'm surprised they haven't done that in like the Mexican League or somewhere like that. How, how big is this chair? It must be pretty big for a few I mean, because presumably, like, more than one person could get sin-binned at the same time. So in rugby, imagine, imagine having to sit in the chair with the person you've just been sent off for having the dispute. That with. happens, doesn't it? In rugby, that happens. Right. Yeah. So okay. the players get... They, it does. Well, they get okay. a yellow card. They, get, they have to spend a, a period of time on the sidelines. And I, I don't really watch that much rugby, but it seemed to me that in the World Cup earlier this year, they were just sitting on a chair by the sidelines mm. with a time thing ticking next to them, and they would have to watch the game. And then they got they were able to come back on after the time out there. It's a very kind of rudimentary, quite it feels like quite a public punishment. Yeah, I know. Having said that, it would be a departure for football, actually, you know, taking accurate timing into, into the game, well, exactly. wouldn't it? But I, I also I, and interestingly enough, a guy I used to work with, Joe, he's a producer, he's also quite a good or quite a decent standard referee. So he mm. referees at, you know, I don't know what it is, like eighth or ninth tier or whatever. Younger guy, and he's, mm. he's well respected as a referee. Does, he's, done, he's made a pretty good job of it. And he was at the level at the time that they introduced Sinbins in football. And he said it actually worked really well. Oh, right. He said it was like it was actually really decent. Like it, it, it kind of it. He said as a referee at that level, you mm. get you get situations where yellow card is the yellow card but it yep. doesn't feel quite enough mm. but to send them off would be a really big thing to do yes. and it's, it fitted really nicely at that level of football because everyone gets time to calm down it's a punishment People, the other team are generally satisfied by that punishment yeah. and the whole thing can kind of be blown over and then, and then the game isn't totally ruined 
So, yeah. I don't know if that would work in the Premier League or whatever, but they have talked about it, haven't they? But how do you bring in the banter, though? I would... I would um, Count bin face has got to be involved. Yeah, it? I would... <laughs> no, what I'd do is I'd make them get in a bin. Yeah. For the sim bin. It's and then, an actual and, bin. And if you re, you can, you, I think humiliation is the way to go. And so you would have some puppeteers there with like Oscar the Grouch pop up. That'd be they, nice. And you have to talk okay. to them. So you, you are there in the bin and you're talking to these inanimate or, objects. Or... It's an actual bin yep. that they take at random from somewhere near the stadium. Oh, now you're talking. Might have sick in the bottom of it, might not. Broken, <laughs> could have broken glass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point about that, yeah. Fair enough. It's, oh, it's your own no. fault there, isn't it, for getting sim bin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got flipping hepatitis because he went in the wrong bin. <laughs> Sorry for trying to give a bit of insight on that. Uh, that was a mistake of mine. I didn't, I didn't mean to. I love yeah. the idea of Oscar the Grouch doing touchline. Yeah. Mm. That'd nice. be good. A bit it? more wholesome than Luke's suggestion. Depends which way you look at it. <laughs> Do you want to see Cristiano Ronaldo covered in puke? I think that in it, oh, in Saudi, <laughs> they're really just going to find a bin, aren't they? Yeah. He'd have a gold throne or something. Yeah. Wouldn't he? <laughs> Sit on this, Cristiano. Yeah, you're the you are the best. He is the best. Yeah, I I, I think simbins are an interesting thing, and the more comical we can make them, then you know, we're I think we're up for that. I think we're looking to humiliate people, aren't we? Let's be honest. Basically. <laughs> And you put it just outside the technical area, so yeah. Mikel Arteta can't quite get at them. <laughs> Although he would. He would. Yeah. He'd find a way, wouldn't he? He would find a way. Uh, well, of course, on the subject of rule changes, we will be back with a special New Year's edition of the Football Ramble on the 1st of January, sharing our New Year's resolutions for football for 2024. Myself, Luke, Vish and Jim recorded it recently. And it was a bloody good episode, may I suggest. That's what it says here. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, make sure to join Luke and Jim tonight for Ramble Reacts after Liverpool versus Arsenal. Huge one at the top of the table. I mean, that can't, if, if Liverpool batter Arsenal, that couldn't be better for me. Yeah. It'd be a brilliant episode. You want to give it to Jim, don't you? The big time. So to speak. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll be back with Luke and Andy on Wednesday to put all the Boxing Day drama under the Ramble microscope, of course. And thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Mailbag. To get in touch for the next episode, do tweet us on x at Football Ramble. <laughs> Why is it always funny still? <laughs> <laughs> messages on Instagram at Football Ramble and of course email us show at footballramble.com Merry Christmas everybody and we're going to finish with a song uh, what do you want to do well we've got a bit of correspondence here from a Mr um, Riff Clitchard who's asked <laughs> I'm not doing any cliff you bloody are okay. mistletoe it? and wine go on then Christmas time mistletoe and wine joining in Come on. <laughs> Your face, you're so excited then. I'm going to do it. I'm not singing Cliff. I wanted you to do the background. Silent night. That's actually quite nice. There you are. I'm not singing Cliff Richard. That's the end of it. What about if I got you a cream blazer and put you in front of the Royal Box at Wimbledon? So Would that make you feel better? Sold to the fat bastard in the cream blazer! <laughs> Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.